Welcome to the Performance Podcast with Melissa Kender, where I'm here to help you stay strong and last long in your athletic endeavors. There's no running topic too broad or lifting topic too heavy that we won't cover. So if you're looking to get fitter, faster, stronger, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Melissa, certified functional strength coach, personal trainer, running coach, hybrid athlete with a no BS approach to fitness, creating unfiltered conversations around fitness topics that can be somewhat messy. And the answer is often, it depends. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. First, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Wherever you are going, whatever you are doing, whether you're on your way to work, on a run, at the gym, I hope this podcast helps you get there, and I'm just honored to be chatting in your ear. Now today we have a couple topics we're going to be taking a deep dive into, for instance, recovering from a long run. But I wanted to start by first just giving a life business update, just for transparency and you know what direction I'm taking my personal training business in. Because just as transparent as I am with my in-person clientele, I view this community here, as well as everyone who's trained with me online using my commit programs, and really what we've created, just as my in-person clients. First, I want to say, as always, I'm always so proud of each and every one of you for smashing your workouts, for hitting your goals, for setting goals, for doing hard things. Um, That said... Towards the end of last year, I did let you know that I wouldn't be renewing my contract as a trainer on the app. It was undoubtedly one of the toughest decisions I've ever made business-wise, and as hard of a decision as it was, and as equally grateful as I am for the past few years, it ultimately was the right one for where I want to take my personal brand and my coaching business. Sometimes... A lot of the times, tough decisions need to be made and are the correct ones. In order to go in the direction I want to go and I want to continue to go in, and in order to grow professionally and personally, it was time. I've been a trainer for well over 10 years, and I never want to lose touch with my values and my personal brand's mission. And what I truly love doing as a personal trainer and as a running coach. That being said, Last year was, last year, 2023, was honestly an amazing year, but by far a challenging year as well. It was equally amazing and equally challenging. There were so many goals that we hit, huge goals. Fox News in New York City, training at Samsung headquarters, leading workouts at various events, qualifying for Boston, hitting race PRs, billboard in New York City. But at the same time, it was a tough year that required change. And sometimes to grow professionally and personally, you have to make those tough decisions. And with all that said, I'm not just gonna be focusing on just my athletes and clients that I work with in person, but I'm going to be working hard behind the scenes to make sure that you guys over time will be supplied with amazing programs to follow. And my online commit programs, I started back in 2019, they're not gonna be going anywhere. I'm going to be opening up one-on-one online personal coaching to help whoever's listening reach your next race goals. But there is going to be a little transition period. There's going to be some preludes to all of this, and I just ask for your patience and love in the meantime. 
and know that I'm so flipping excited. I'm very excited. There's a lot of work ahead, but I'm so excited. And I also just want to make sure that you guys know how thankful I am for each and every one of you. I want you to know from the bottom of my heart how grateful I am for the outpouring of love and support that so many of you have shown over the past 24 hours, over the past weeks, months, years. I'm so grateful. Grateful is an understatement. I'm, I am speechless, honestly. I've tried to reply back to as many as possible, and I'm just truthfully overwhelmed And just my heart is full with so much love for each and every one of you. And I'm just so excited for what the future holds. There's a lot of work ahead, but I am so here for it. So just stay tuned, be patient, and let's keep moving our bodies together. All right, now let's get into the meat of this podcast and what we're chatting about today. So we're well into January Spring races are right around the corner, so whether you're running for your mental health, running for fun, running as part of your training, or if you have a spring race right around the corner, no doubt a long run is happening. So today we're going to be covering ways to recover after a long run because long runs are an important part of our training, but so is the recovery process. So we're going to go into some key ways to recover after a long run. Now, If you're in the midst of a training program for your next race, particularly maybe a half marathon or longer, even a 10K, 10 mile, or whatever it is, you probably have a weekly long run on your schedule. Now, long runs can vary from person to person, and a long run is a long run. It could be four miles, five miles, eight miles, 13 miles, whatever it is. We're all at different parts in our journey. Long runs are a challenging part of our training, but possibly the greater challenge is recovering from them well enough to continue the rest of your training and to do it well. Because remember, stress plus rest equals growth. We want to apply the proper stimulus to the body and then recover well to go into our next training cycle, right? So it's that constant back and forth battle. Experienced runners know The path to a a personal best is not solely just logging miles, miles, miles. It also involves understanding the essential role of recovery in the pursuit of peak performance. In the realm of running, recovery is the unsung hero. It really is. The secret weapon that often determines the difference between achieving personal best and succumbing to injury and burnout. Just as training diligently is crucial to the process, allowing the body to recuperate and rebuild is equally vital. In this comprehensive like discussion that we'll have over the next few minutes, we're going to delve into the art of recovery and explore various techniques that can help you rejuvenate after your long runs. So just as the warm-ups are important, nutrition and hydration being important, so is getting your workouts done in your training cycle. And recovery is key to that. So I'll explain why should we prioritize recovery, but also some ideas on how to recover effectively after a long run or after a high-intensity workout. Now, you don't need to do all the options by any means, but hopefully you'll find a few that you can make part of your routine that help you get the most out of hitting the roads and get the most out of your training cycle. 
So first, why should we prioritize run recovery? All right, so when we, when you, when we, whatever we want to say, engage in long distance running, our muscles undergo immense stress and fatigue. The repetitive impact on the legs coupled with the muscle contractions required for propulsion leads to microscopic tears in the muscle fibers. And now while this could sound alarming, these micro tears are a normal part of the muscle adaptation process, allowing your muscles to grow stronger over time. After a long run, the body enters a critical recovery phase. This is where the real magic happens as your body initiates a series of repair mechanisms to heal the damaged muscle fibers and to help you get fitter, faster, and stronger. As a part of this process, blood flows to blood flow increases to the affected areas, delivering oxygen and vital nutrients essential for repair. The body also releases growth hormones to promote muscle recovery and muscle regeneration. When training for a race, when doing a hard run workout, when doing high intensity training in general, it's hard not to get caught up in the idea that more is better. I mean, after all, we see elite athletes putting in hundreds of miles a week, but trying to emulate an elite athlete and not focusing on our personal goals, our personal running history, our personal injury history and all that, and our personal recovery can be a recipe for disaster. Elite runners, pro runners are pro and elite for a reason. And that's a whole nother podcast in itself, to be honest. It's actually pretty amazing. So we need to focus on ourselves, set up a schedule that works for us and focus on our recovery. Prioritizing our recovery helps us in a multitude of ways, which include reducing risk of overuse injuries, such as IT band pain, shin splints, bursitis, stress fractures, stress reactions. It also helps improve muscle adaptations to the work that we're doing. It helps lessen soreness and fatigue, both immediate and delayed onset muscle soreness. It helps reduce inflammation. It helps lower the risk of running burnout, which is huge, and it helps ensure that you can give your best effort on your next workout, which is so important. And of course, the long-term goal, which is training sustainability. Now, muscle fatigue in general does happen, but if it's continual, it can lead to a decrease in performance and an increased risk of injury if your training plan is not properly balanced. Yes, accumulation of fatigue naturally occurs during a big training block, but that's why a rest day is crucial and easy days easy and hard days hard. When muscles are fatigued, they're more sustainable to strain and overuse injuries. So moreover, during this recovery phase, your nervous system plays a crucial role in resetting and stabilizing your body. The nervous system can become fatigued from the repetitive and intense movements involved in running, so adequate recovery allows the nervous system to recalibrate, leading to improved coordination and muscle function. Now, does timing of recovery methods matter? Speaking of timeframes, does it matter when you take, tackle your recovery methods? Yes, some things are going to have the most impact when it's done right away after a long run, and other things need to be woven into your overall training plan and overall the hours after and the day after. The highest priority immediately post-run is fuel, 
And you guys know I talk about fuel and hydration a lot because if you're training at higher volumes, it is so crucial for your performance. Now, long runs deplete your glycogen stores. And in order to refill those stores and help our bodies repair our muscles, we have to help them through proper fueling, both during and after our runs. Excessive soreness and excessive fatigue can be indicators that we're not properly fueling our bodies and hydrating our bodies before, during, and after our runs. Eating within 30 to 45 minutes after an intense exercise or after a long run is important, and it should be it needs to be roughly so many grams of protein and also carbohydrates, so protein and carbs after an intense workout or after a run. By not doing this, you may prevent your body from starting the repair process. So when you have carbs and proteins after your run, you help it start that repair process. By having a protein-based snack combined with carbohydrates, you're ensuring your muscles can repair themselves and come back stronger while also refilling your glycogen stores, which is super important as a runner and just as humans in general. For me personally, I always bring a snack with me after all of my runs. If I can't get back to my house um, or if I'm out on a run somewhere, I'll bring a lunch bag with me. Or if I can't bring a lunch bag or a sandwich or anything like that, I'll bring a BPN vegan chocolate protein shake. And I'll just add like a little extra dark chocolate powder because it tastes so good. Um, and then I'll bring like water to mix with it and then or almond milk if I can and also bring some crackers of choice. Now, these are great options since they're shelf stable. They have 23 plus grams of protein plus the crackers for carbs. So your body will start the repair process. Um, so anything like that is great. BPN also has field bars for after your training. If you're interested in using any of them, you can use code Melissa to save. But honestly, having something for immediately after your long run is extremely beneficial. So now let's get into some best ways to recover after a long run. So we talked about fueling. It can also be really easy after a long run or race to just head home right away, shower, plop on the couch with your favorite comfort foods or like TV show. So yes, we need to refuel, we need to rest, but how we do it is important as well. Effective running recovery is a bit more complicated than just like lounging on the couch the rest of the day. Immediately after finishing, taking some time for a little post-run walk is extremely important. Post-run walks, cool downs are a great way to start the recovery process. After my runs, I always have some cool down easy miles, but personally, I love to build in a five to 10 minute walk at the end of my runs as well. Just like a warm-up readies your body to run, a cool-down helps our bodies get back to the normal post-exercise era. It allows our heart to lower. It allows our breathing to slow. It allows our muscles to slowly relax. And sitting down immediately isn't great for your heart and often can lead to stiff and tight muscles. So even just incorporating a little post-run walk afterwards is so beneficial. And I know even after races like half marathons or full marathons, Big races will have you walk, um, not only to just like shuffle the people out, but the walking helps the recovery process. Now the main recovery tool, sleep. I know I've touched on this in other podcasts, but literally sleep is the hierarchy of recovery. Prioritizing your daily sleep schedule, 
is a must. Sleep is not just a period of inactivity, but it is a critical phase during which the body undergoes significant repair and restoration. As a runner, getting sufficient sleep and getting high quality sleep is vital for maximizing muscle recovery, but also for your overall performance and to have peak performance and to continue getting better, fitter, faster, and stronger. During deep sleep stages and during our sleep, the body releases growth hormones and these hormones play a vital role in repairing damaged tissues, including the micro tears in your muscles caused by intense running. Inadequate sleep can disrupt hormone balance, leading to increased levels of cortisol, as well as the body's stress hormone. And now these elevated cortisol levels can hinder your muscle recovery and even contribute to muscle breakdown. Additionally, disrupted sleep can affect hunger hormones and also Sleep is essential for maintaining a robust immune system. So it helps keep us injury-free. It helps keep us as healthy as possible. It helps keep our immune system strong. And during sleep, our body produces and releases different things that help regulate the immune response. So a strong immune system is crucial for warding off infections and illnesses, which can significantly disrupt your training schedule if you do get sick. So sleep literally is when your body does the most repair and regrowth. So trying to get on a sleep schedule, trying to prioritize your sleep as much as you can. I know it's so difficult in this day and age, but trying to prioritize sleep is key for your performance and recovery. And now another huge, huge, huge one that should be right under sleep is utilizing your rest days. Having one to two dedicated rest days built into your schedule is key for longevity in the sport. Some runners despise rest days while other runners welcome it with open arms. Listen, I welcome my rest day with an open arm. And some of my rest days, I literally just do nothing but work and I don't work out, right? Like I don't. I'll I'll do mobility. Sometimes I light walk but I love my rest days. That's where, that's where I see the most magic happen. That's where I let my body repair after a hard effort day and gain the most benefits. But many struggle with the thought that they're losing fitness on a rest day or anytime they're not doing any activity working towards a goal, they're losing fitness. But that's simply not true. The science proves it. Studies prove it. That's not true at all. Just like you didn't gain your fitness in one day, you're not going to lose your fitness in one day. Our bodies use our nightly sleep to help recover, and taking rest days offer a similar benefit. Taking a rest day doesn't mean you just don't do nothing, obviously, although that's totally fine too, but it should be a day where maybe you do gentle yoga, take a light walk around the neighborhood. Just these low-key activities help to aid the recovery process and still let your body get the rest it needs from the more high-intensity running workouts. And then again, touching on immediate post-run refueling and hydration. Most of us, if not all of us, know that hydrating fueling before our runs is essential, especially for our long runs. But fueling after our runs is just as important like we touched on, so trying to get something in immediately post-long run is key. But also fueling during our runs. If we're doing a long distance event, if we're logging higher mileage, if we're out on a long run that's lasting over 90 minutes, 
we need to start thinking about fueling intra-runs. So fueling during our runs can be a challenge and it may be a work in progress for many of us. However, it's important to carry water or electrolytes and take our gels or chews or whatever we prefer during our long runs. This not only helps our performance, but it also aids in the recovery process and it helps our bodies train appropriately for say, the half marathon, full marathon, or ultra, whatever event we have coming up. If you're not currently fueling during your distant runs, I encourage you to start small and practice well ahead of your race so that your stomach adjusts and you build up to the skill of drinking and eating while running. Because listen, it is a skill and I still will spill water all over my face. I'll still get the gels half on my body sometimes while I'm running. So practicing during your runs is so beneficial. And if you're training for a larger event, your performance will soar if you give your body the nourishment it needs. Now, like we mentioned, post-run fuel, it can be hard to fuel effectively because sometimes, I know I talk to a lot of different clients and people, sometimes their appetite is suppressed. They're not thirsty. They just finished a hard effort, so they just don't feel like eating. But it is so important that we try to get something into our bodies, nutritionally speaking and hydration speaking, to help with the recovery process. For everyone, making sure that you get some kind of protein-rich snack with carbohydrate is so important immediately after. And then you can think about throughout the day getting and fueling yourself with a nutrient-rich meal that has protein, carbs, fats, micronutrients to continue the repairing process and to continue refueling your body. Because if you think about it, when you're training at higher volumes, your body is expending energy and you need to give your body back the nutrients it needs that it it's expended so that you can continue to remain healthy, continue to perform at your best, and continue to remain injury-free as much as possible. Our bodies do so much for us, so we want to care for them back as much as possible. And for, for hydration, water is great, but also making sure that you're getting your daily electrolytes to support hydration and exercise. So now if we think about it, Electrolytes are essential minerals our body needs to function optimally, so we do want to take them daily. And now after all that, we can think about some things that will help aid in the recovery process or just make us feel better too after. One is putting our legs up on the wall or elevating our legs in some way. Legs up up on the wall is a very easy yoga pose that's both enjoyable and relaxing. It feels really good. So you want to find a wall, lie down with your butt against it, butt against the wall, and extend your legs straight up in the air. Plan to stay there for about 10 to 20 minutes. This is a great way to, this is great to do relatively soon after your workout or within the same day, but it's also great to do at the end of a long day. So maybe before bed, putting your legs up on the wall, Um, This pose really helps remove the fluid that may collect in your legs by help remove, by help improve blood flow and circulation and reduce swelling. And as a bonus, it's just simply a great way to relax and de-stress. And now sliding into the next one, which can be, you know, a lot of us have time constraints, but this is a great one, is taking an Epsom salt bath. And now if you can't take an Epsom salt bath, Even getting like magnesium spray or magnesium oil to uh, wipe on your body is super beneficial. Um, Honestly, 
using Epsom salt baths for pain relief, for muscle soreness, stress relief, and prevent and ease inflammation, there is positive effects of it. You just fill your tub with hot water, add a cup or two of Epsom salt with a little magnesium, soak for about 15 minutes, um, do some dynamic stretching to keep your muscles mobile and loose because when you're training for big events, t- muscle tightness can natu- naturally happen. So staying on top of it is key for your happy hips, happy ankles, and all the above. Um, so anyway, like I said, taking an Epsom salt bath even just for 15 minutes will help, but also then doing daily mobility. You don't have to do weighted mobility. Just even before bed, doing some yoga stretches, doing some mobility to loosen up the muscles to keep your body happy goes a long way. And now you can also spend some time cross-training. Everyone is different. Some people can run daily and their bodies can handle it well. Other people can't run every day and that's okay. I actually don't recommend running every single day. Um, Listen, elite athletes are elite for a reason. They're a whole nother ball game and a whole, whole slew of a different person. So regardless which category you fall into, whether you run four days a week, five days a week, six days a week, um, cross training is a useful tool as part of the recovery process and injury prevention. Cross training can be activities such as walking, cycling, swimming, strength training, Um, Cycling and swimming are great low-impact activities that can really be beneficial for our endurance. And strength training is an integral part to staying healthy as a runner. And remember, it doesn't have to be overly intense and shouldn't leave you excessively sore. When you implement strength training into your running routine, right, when you're training for a half marathon, when you're training for a full marathon, it's beneficial to leave some reps in reserve so that you can maintain a healthy and strong body so that you can maintain your muscle without being overly sore. So strength training, even just 20 minutes to 30 minutes, two times a week is plenty depending on your goal. Even 20 minutes, three times a week is great. So it doesn't have to be a ton to maintain strength, to maintain muscle, just putting in the effort and getting it done and leaving a few reps in reserve so that you don't demolish your body and so that you can go into your next run and training feeling great. And remember, strength training helps with muscle imbalances. It helps with our overall strength. It helps with injury prevention. Um, So you definitely want to follow a plan, but you also want to tailor it appropriately depending on which part of your training cycle that you're in. And now another one is self-myofacial release or massage. Massage is a great way not only to relieve sore muscles, but also stay healthy. The only drawback with it is obviously massages can get expensive. So another great option is just simply investing in a foam roller for self-myofacial release. Just like a massage, foam rolling can help increase circulation, lessen stiff muscles, muscle soreness, and also assist with the, the recovery process. So... I love doing some foam rolling before I head out on a run, but I'll also do it in the evening just when I'm like hanging out before bed or whatever. Justin will watch me foam roll on the floor, whatever it is. Um, It's just a great way to really increase blood flow um, and really help with the recovery process. Now, these are just some additional methods, but if you only make change to fuel enough and sleep enough, you'd be blown away by your results. 
So honestly, I gave some additional recovery methods, but the main recovery methods are the hierarchy is sleep, fuel and hydration, and then a built-in rest day. Honestly, if you follow those, your performance will improve. Hitting your PBs, hitting your workouts will improve. Your running game will soar. Honestly, that'll help you remain consistent. That'll help you remain a strong athlete and just absolutely amazing, I promise. Now, every runner is unique and what works well for one person may not work ideal for another person and that's normal. That's why, you know, this podcast, I say the answer is often it depends. And that's why I'm going to be so excited to do like some personal coaching with you guys just because a personalized running plan is key. And personalizing your recovery, your recovery plan is key to addressing your specific needs and maximizing the benefits of your recovery. Thank you for listening to the Performance Podcast with Melissa Kender. And to everyone listening, share this episode of the show, leave a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. It really helps. And thank you again. You can find me on all areas of social, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next time.